Jose. He's been recorded for minutes now. He's like, I got all the good stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome uh, to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. We'll go ahead and do some quick introductions. This is our first kitchen table session. Excited. Excited to be here. I'm Allison Yanez. Of course, I'm Jacob Murdoch. And we have two of our friends and guests in here with us today. Enrique Acuña, <laughs> attorney at law. Uh, and uh, I'm with Hamilton Law right now. So uh, glad to be here on this beautiful Sunday morning. Banana slug. That's right. UC Santa Cruz, class of 99. Holler. Well, I'm Sarah Perez, also attorney at law, immigration att- local immigration attorney in Las Vegas, also working at Hamilton Law. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you guys. Woohoo! It's our first kitchen table session. So for people that are listening, know that the table, we've been eating food for the last hour or so. Uh, some of us have been drinking, some of us not. Uh, currently, <laughs> currently, a few of us are drinking the delightful 702 Pale Ale. Tasty brews from Tanaya Creek. That's right. Local <laughs> brewery. They're not sponsoring us Mm-mm. yet. They should, though. We're going to continue to drink local, as we do. How cool would it be if a local brewery named one of their brews, sorry for the redundance, uh, Wild and Free? I would be done with, I wouldn't need to do any more in this world. Right? That's, I, I would, I would rest sad. on those coattails. <laughs> yeah. But I would only drink that beer. That's I would cool. rest on the coattails and only drink that beer. That's what we should aim for. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, we're happy to have you guys yeah. on the podcast. Thank you for coming. Uh, can I just preface uh, a little and just let our listeners know how we've all met? I think we have really cool stories about how I met you guys. Um, I met Sarah while we were registering to caucus, right? Yes. Way back in the day for Bernie. For Bernie Sanders. Who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mean you mean the most popular senator in the United States? Right. We may hear that about guy. him again in 2020. Okay. Right. Yes, yes. And Enrique, I had the pleasure of um, participating in the Vagina Monologues. No, it was actually Los Monologas. De monologos. 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 Yeah, the de Winchester. La vagina. That's mm-hmm. right. It was in the Spanish, Spanish version yes. of Vagina mon- Monologues. I was the only man... Nice. What was the yeah. role you performed? It was uh, uh, the, the transsexual character, and I can't even remember his name. You know, it was. You went but you went into character. You pulled uh, Steve Buscemi there, like you shaved your legs and everything. It was I nared. You know, I didn't shave. I nared my entire body. Oh wow! So that's uh, the wow. first time I did that. You yeah, looked pretty was, good, though. I must say. Thank you. Thank you. I, I do what I can to get in character when necessary. That's good. That is the pretty right. spectacular. I wish I could turn back time and just go watch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was an experience. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, as I mentioned, they're both attorneys here in Las Vegas. So let's get to it. Let's talk about shit that's going on in the city, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Let's go for mm-hmm. it. All right. So, uh, well, for record, we'll just dive into the deep stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, this week, Steve Wynn, accusations came out about some... Uh, Sexual improprieties, um, you know, I, I think there was, trying to remember the word that was used in one of the, the titles, but it was, uh, I think it was like forced sexual encounter. Assault, and, uh, misconduct, and harassment. Right, but I mean, commonly referred to as rape, yeah. so I'm not really sure why that wasn't used, but... We'll go ahead yeah, and say that, we'll, we can we'll say go. that. Out. Any of us surprised by these allegations, let's be real. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, this is Las Vegas. Um, you know, it's a pretty sexualized city. Um, 
you know, it's unfortunate to the extent that, you know, the accusations accuse him of doing what he was doing. I thought what was most interesting about the accusations was uh, him wearing the tight shorts and having his balls hanging out. That, uh, I, I, I guess he did that a lot. And that was, uh, I think, the most disturbing Weinstein-esque part of, uh, of the allegations. But um, Sarah had not read about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he uh, liked to show them off, I guess. You know, as you get older, they hang lower. So right, I, it, right. might have, it might have been that hard for him to... Uh, to you know expose them to the public and i mean i'm not i will i will say i mean i'm not the most uh i don't know i've never once in in my life ever heard a woman say you know what those balls are hot <laughs> i never found that to be anyone ever say that's a turn on that's not a turn on <laughs> for what i would either yeah. yeah i'm here to say on the record no that's not the, that's yeah. not the case no. yeah that's not the first thing i look at i, I can yeah. say that <laughs> I wonder how low his balls hang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a sexy guy that right. has him hanging down to his knees. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty fucked up. I mean, uh, um, you know, these women, uh, the, you know, the people that are defending him, saying that, oh, you know, he was paying his massage therapist. And so the allegation is that, you know, he would have these regular massages in his office and uh, um, they would... Uh, you know, usually start out normal, then he'd start asking for happy endings, and, uh, um, you know, he never changed the tips. He'd always pay them, uh, at least one of the allegations was a $1,000 tip. Um, he didn't increase the tip when he would start getting the happy endings. He'd kind of pressure them into it after a few sessions, but definitely whenever they'd stop, he'd stop uh, using those massage therapists. So there was definitely some pressure there, allegedly, if, you know, these uh, facts are shown to be borne out but um yeah no pretty pretty shitty stuff so um but yeah not surprised this is yeah. i'm only surprised that it took this long for something yeah. like Word. that to come out like this me too movement has been going on for a while now for quite a few months mm-hmm. and we already had one um local you know politician be ousted and um to, for it to take this long for someone like Steve Wynn mm-hmm. to be ousted, I, I was surprised about that. I wasn't surprised, actually, about the allegations. Yeah. Well, and this is the first uh, owner of a Fortune 500 company, right, that is affected by the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. But surely a lot of casino execs are, are to follow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I know that uh, had a big financial impact on the win and. You know, it, it it's terrible for the economy of the town. You know, I think, you know, we're a, a big, um, you know, big service industry. And so hopefully, uh, you know, they'll get their act together, make sure that things like this don't happen again. Yeah. And it probably, I, I imagine it's probably going to be good to have uh, the company kind of move away from, from him as well. I, I think the company could be pretty successful without his influence. And so it'll be interesting to see how that, that actually goes down. Of course, he stepped down as the RNC finance chair because mm-hmm. he's buddy, buddy with the president. So, um, it keeps, I continue to find it fascinating that, you know, we have the president who has, who at least, I mean, we know we've, we've all seen the tape about him and his sexual improprieties. So it's interesting that, uh, you know, the, re- <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I, I think, I'm sure she's got, she's got some kind of non-disclosure agreement. Oh, so. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. She does. If yeah, she was I, paid for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think any lawyer would allow that to go through and a $130,000 payment and, uh, not have her sign a non-disclosure that. So we'll see. 
just to piggyback off something you just mentioned, uh, we're talking, the Steve Wynn allegations are fairly new and we're talking about alleged abuse. I was surprised, I was watching a Megyn Kelly interview with uh, Allie Raisman of uh, the gymnastics team. And I think Nassar had already been sentenced. He pled guilty, obviously, to all of the charges. But Megyn Kelly used the term alleged abuse with uh, with her present. And I'm like, uh, no, bitch. It's, they're not alleged. Like, he pled guilty, guilty to all of these counts. Like, this occurred. Like, why are you using that term? Excuse you, she's one of America's finest journalists. Yes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Such well, a I, history of... Yes. Fine journalism. Well, you know, to be very lawyerly, uh, <laughs> I, I think the issue is um, that, you know, he was actually only charged with, I believe, about, you know, I, I don't know the exact number, but it's only about 11 counts. But there were about, I think, was it about 140, 150 mm-hmm. of his, uh, you know, alleged um, during, during part of the sentencing process. And, uh, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, but, you know, maybe forcing him to hear it is what finally made it click for sure. him. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you might be real, yeah. very well be right. But, you know, it's like, it kind of reminds me of... Um, but he has a right to, to... Yes. Right, right. It kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, when uh, South Africa, you know, when they finally ended apartheid and they had all, all the truth commissions, mm-hmm. right? So people were able to go out and kind of express things that had happened without the the retribution, right? It's just, okay, let's right. just get the truth out. Let's let everyone know the truth and accept responsibility for what happened. And and that was uh, that was a, an agreed-upon process that kind of allowed the country to move on in a therapeutic fashion. And so, I mean, the judge should have given the, in my opinion, I mean, it's, uh, if it was, if the purpose of it is therapy, then, you know, at least... Uh, you know, play along to a certain extent if if it's gonna come to that and and give the um give the survivor some closure and at least mm-hmm. you know acknowledging that he's accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another part of the therapeutic process is also the the perpetrator or the person who has violated or committed any kind of crime to hear the effects that they've had on that person. I feel like a lot of our um, convicted, um, you know, people, <laughs> not just felons, uh, but um, they don't get to see that part of it. You know, one time I actually was uh, did a tour in Alcatraz. I go to Alcatraz a lot, <laughs> and they had this. Uh, <laughs> I love Alcatraz. Surprisingly, I, really I, don't know. I never realized how often I go there. But they did have this <laughs> display of these projects that are going on uh, even across the country. And one of them was this idea of instead of just you know, okay, you're guilty. Here's your sentence. Mm-hmm. It was more like a community uh, effort of like, okay, you've committed this crime. Let's. Uh, see how this crime affected the the victim how can you make the victim whole maybe the victim gives some suggestions on how the victim will feel better if maybe this person does that and if it's like stealing something maybe you can pay the victim back things like that projects like that Mm -hmm. um it it gives something back to the victim but it also puts that uh the the person who's committed this crime in the shoes of the victim and you can see how this has affected the person, much like we do with um, DUIs, you know. Uh, we make some of these guys go to the morgue or go to these classes and hear these talks about, like, how people have been affected by drunk drivers. Well, maybe that's something that should be expanded to other um, crimes so that, you know, maybe that'll change something in the person who's committed the crime. Who knows, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and, and, you know, apart from just locking them up, maybe this will make the community safer as well. You know, just knowing what, what you've done to another person. Yeah. It could very well be, as much as we hate this Larry Nassar guy, you, you, it could just very well be that he never even imagined, he never even gave it a thought of what his actions were uh, doing to these victims. It was all pleasure, 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 never even thinking about the victim. And now yeah. he's in this position of having to listen to the victims. Maybe it, it might even be the first time in his life that he gets to actually think, oh, oh crap, this is what I did. Or mm-hmm. They're not this objects. Is, yeah, this is actually what happened to these people. Maybe he never even put that. That never crossed his mind, maybe. And, and you know, especially with these, like, uh, um, you know, the Me Too movement and, uh, um, you know, this, this Nasser case, it's, you know, some, some of the men involved or some of the people involved, it's obvious that they, they knew that they were abusing their authority. They knew that. But some of them, you know, it... it, it it feels like they, uh, you know, especially like with the Aziz and Zari situation, it's kind of like they, it's a lot more grave, you know, they're, what is consent? I mean, this doctor, to me, it's very obvious that a doctor should not, um, you know, do what this guy did. Oh, never. Yeah. Right, but, right. but you know, well, maybe... Well, these are the cases that make headlines. Yeah, let's talk right. about the 99 other microaggressions that women face. Right? Exactly, exactly. And it's, uh, um, you know, it, it, I think it's in other areas that there's a lot more gray area about, you know, what is consent and what, uh, um, you know, where is it that a person is able to give consent to certain sexual activity. And uh, um, I think this Nasser case is a lot more clear. But yeah, you yeah. know, obviously, you know, he, he didn't... He wasn't empathetic to the feelings of his victims, so maybe the process does help him kind of understand that. One can only hope, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I exactly. think you bring up the the interesting point because you know, and I, I think we are we're all we're all we're all knowledgeable about you know pop culture and whatnot. So the Aziz Ansari case, where someone he went on a date with, um, this is really the first time in public we've seen. Uh, a woman come out against someone who wasn't like a supervisor like it's still a a very prominent person someone that we all know Mm -hmm. Um, but it was in a dating situation so I think this is kind of like this is kind of opened up a whole new conversation I think for for us and I mean as a man I think it's really important this is a conversation that we have is about you know like like dating culture and kind of what what takes place on dates and when you know when are when when is the point where you know things things turn um, you know, when you're, when you're in that process, I think we've probably all, all in some points of our lives have gone on dates and where, you know, things happen that maybe they, they didn't happen like you wanted them to happen. So, um, I think this one's going to be really interesting to see how this kind of plays out into the national dialogue. I mean, I'm really hoping that this is something that we can continue to have conversations about. I know I, you know, I've had many conversations, particularly with my brother about like dating and like how that plays into, you know, the role between a man and a woman and how you interact. Um, because it's not something, I mean, it's not something, it's not something we uh, guys talk about, um, you know, coming from a, a male perspective, that's, that's really not something we talk about. Right. And hopefully this opens. That's my hope. The yeah. To these conversations. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, we've all, it's so, it's been so drilled into us as a culture and, and that no means no. And so the Aziz Ansari situation where, the, you know, there was this allegation that they went out uh, on a date and, you know, the, um, the woman involved um, 
Grace, I think, is her the pseudonym that she's yeah. using. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she's saying that she was giving nonverbal cues of not being that into it, and you know, Aziz Ansari was kind of blind to um, the what she was putting out as you know, trying to slow down this nonverbal cues. Nonverbal cues, right? So. Um, I think it brings in, again, a gray area that I think is very, very interesting to explore further. Um, and, you know, as as a society, I think, you know, we want some kind of guidance. Like, what is the right mm-hmm. way to act in these situations? How should we, uh, you know, should... Do we want to formalize the sexual interaction process? Where, I mean, not where, you know, we have to, like, execute written contracts to engage in <laughs> sexual activity, right? So it's kind of like, uh, you know, should we, is that where we're going to? I mean, I don't think so. I, th- I think that's kind of foolish to argue that yeah. that's where we're headed, but, but, you know, should we be asking, you know, are you, do you want to have sex? Is that, you know, do you want to now, I mean, it takes some of the fun and the spontaneity out of it maybe, but you know, that's, yeah, that's the question. Shit. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, um, is this yes, miss? Yeah, to yes. all the people that are right. saying, oh, does this mean it's going to make dating harder? Or can I not date people at work? Well, I don't, like, if that's what it means, I don't give a crap. I mean, I want yeah. people to, I want people, both genders, to analyze their behavior. Yeah. Right? I think that's a very, very that good very point. True. It's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. what, uh, uh, these are important conversations to have, and, and these are complicated issues, so I think, uh, um, the more that we talk about it, the more that we're able to communicate with each other. Right, and, and I, I mean, I would like to uh, insert into the, I mean, it's always women, right? We're thinking about how the way we dress, eye contact, you know, um, my body, uh, how I'm touching you, etc. Like, I'd like men to think of this, you know, I'm thinking about this every day. I would like men, when they go out with me, to also have these conversations, and I feel that, yeah. as a whole, they're not, they're not thinking ahead. Yeah. For me, a, a lot of the issues the issue that I've had with this Aziz Ansari story is the the culture aspect of it. Because for me, what, what this story came, uh, brought to light was this culture uh, that we have been living in. Like, women are taught to endure. This is what I saw in mm-hmm. Grace, right? In Grace, what I saw was, um, I saw myself, and I saw a lot of women that I know um, and so I don't particularly blame any woman, right? Because I think this is how we were brought up to endure, endure, endure. And so I feel like that's the biggest problem for me with this story is this is messed up. This is fucked up. Why are we raising women to endure, to sit, to stay there, to, to just endure, 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 and then I'll leave and then I'll never see this guy again. No, how about teach women to stand up? Uh, because I, I can speak for myself. I was taught. I was taught, I was raised to endure, not speak up, let this uncomfortable situation pass, then, you know, move on with your life. Be a lady. Be a lady, shush it, don't say anything about it. That's how I was raised. So I know that that's a problem in in the way I was raised is no way you need to raise your daughter to speak up, to understand if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it. If the situation's uncomfortable, you can leave. You know, just if you think saying no would make me look like a jerk, well, you know what? It's okay to be a jerk. It's okay to be a bitch, you know? And frankly, you are not being a jerk. You are not being a bitch for saying no. I think that raises a really good point. It's kind of like where where women prioritize... Other people's feelings. Uh, and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, there's, there's much more of an emphasis on... 
uh, fulfilling male sexual desire, right? right. So it's right. kind of like, you know, the focus of our society is, you know, we've got to, it's the man that needs to be pleased. It's right. the man that, you know, we have to take his feelings into account always. And I, I'm guilty of that, uh, you know, demanding things like that too. Um, I don't I don't think we're, uh, I, I think it's a very complicated issue, but it, uh, um, you know, in a dating situation where you're just getting to know someone, it's like, I, I can't imagine like being, like not wanting to take, a woman's desire into account. I mean, that, uh, it, it, to me, it just seems like it was a really awkward kind of forced, um, sexual encounter. And, and yeah, you know, if, if, uh, Grace would have been a little more assertive, I don't, I don't think it would have hurt the situation. Our research I, assistant sorry, wants to I chime in. Very serious, but, I, but I think it's a big, we need to stop putting it all on women. Like I'm uncomfortable. In right. The with, I, we need to teach men that it's not okay for you to try harder when we're giving yeah. those nonverbal signals, I'm not, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable. Men need to learn that that's not a symptom to try harder. Right. Rather than say like, okay, she's clearly not comfortable. And I, and I think it's a, it's a, we need it's, to teach boys. It's a conversation yeah, that, it that is. men should be having with, with women too, when they're on, when they're on those dates. I mean, and it doesn't have to be that formal conversation, but it's just like, right. like just to check and be like, Hey, are you comfortable with where What's things are going? going? Yeah. Because, you know, and, and I, th- and, and I, I mean, I'm not one of those people that thinks that men and women are communicate completely differently, but I mean, I know that I'm not always great on social cues dating or otherwise. So it's, you know, having that check in and just saying, Hey, are you comfortable with the way things are going? Because if you're not like, please say now I'm going to say, I'm going to step back and be like, all right, like we're good. Like, I mean, yeah, I think that's a conversation we need to be able to have it's with a, people. It's a thing that goes both ways. Just like um, I was saying how, for me, culture has taught me to endure. For men, culture has taught them that, no, no, you just keep trying. You, right. you don't take right. no for an answer. You just keep trying and maybe you'll turn that no into a yes. All of that obviously definitely needs to be also reevaluated on both sides. You know, What are we teaching our children? How are we teaching our men to pursue these relationships you know are we teaching them to disregard what women are are communicating to them just to get what they want or you know and on the other side are we teaching our girls to stay you know to just stand their ground and be like no and speak up and not endure you know you don't have to endure anything i read something really interesting that was talking Mm -hmm. about how um boys and men in this country are educated that women's sex drives are uh you know, we don't have uh, such a big sex drive as men. Ergo, you know, sometimes we comply or we say yes to sex and it's kind of like, eh, like whatever. And they'll get into it or even if they don't, like they're never going to want it as much as I do. And like, if you notice all the rom-coms like border on stalker film, like the men are always like super insistent and it's society is just driving home this point that, you know, they're never going to match us. You kind of like a meek yes or maybe is as far as you can yeah. go with a woman and I mean, that's fucked up it, in yeah. reality John Cusack outside of your room with a boombox and super say anything creepy. is creepy, super creepy. Yes. that's super creepy I don't want that men I don't want that <laughs> <laughs> it is it is um, it's just terrible that um, our our movies our you know our media all kind of teaches that it, it 
or they want to say that it is a fantasy to just be pursued in this way or to be stalked yes. or to be like obsessively trying to get a yes out of a woman. Aggression, mm -hmm. um, unless you're sure the other person's into it. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. Look, I, I think there's a wide range of sexual proclivities that people have. You know, there's people that, that like to be dominated. Look, there's some people that liked, I think, men or women. And so I think we also have to leave a space for that, though. And so um, I, that's what makes this issue so complicated. I think it's really mm -hmm. easy to say, well, you know, uh, we got to make sure that the other person is really into it. But there's some people that get off on being physically or sexually dominated. And so, you know, we've got we to leave some sports playoffs or what have you to be present sports ball okay yes is that a big thing? sports ball day right right, right. <laughs> yeah no so it was great it was fun but um we have a lot of a lot of work to do still so yeah. spread the word and power to the polls well the only way no go for it no go ahead i was just I'm, I'm, I'm moving along about how that impacts specifically races here in Nevada. Mm -hmm. We've got a couple of contentious races, both for Senate and uh, governor's race. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're, we're one of the few that I've seen that uh, we really, we have a chance of flipping the party of our governor this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I, I'll be honest and say, I don't necessarily know how excited I am about that. Um, uh, we've got four, four candidates right now who are kind of buying for the spot on each party. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, uh, Adam Laxalt right now who, uh, what is he, what is his position? Attorney General. Attorney General, that's yeah. right. Dan Schwartz, who's the uh, the um, state treasurer, or the Republican side, and we got Chris G. And against her county commission colleague, um, Steve Sislak, running. How are, how are we feeling? You know, first off, before I will say, I mean, we all know, the listeners know this is a very leftist podcast, and I fall into that category. Um, I read an I read a, a article about Dan Schwartz from the Nevada Independent. Mm-hmm. I liked the guy from reading this. I don't like his policies at all, really? but he is like he's running as the independent conservative, and so he's like, I mean, he's he is not a a, a party man, which which I appreciate, regardless of I don't necessarily agree with you him. You know but I who appreciate else wasn't a party his man? Party man, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. For okay, Allison. thank you. Yeah, I'll do an no, Indiegogo like campaign or something. Right. Yeah, we'll make this happen <laughs> yes. for your thirtieth birthday, because. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be. I'll be thirty <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh my. Well, you know, b back to the governor's race. You know, the the issue always is, uh, you know, Democratic turnout. Right. The, yeah. The midterms. So, um, you know, I I think it's really important that the base is fired up. That uh, um, we get people out to vote get their uh, opinions on the candidates, actually uh, turn them into votes. Um, and, and I think, you know, the, the split ideologically between Laxalt and, and the Democrats or Laxalt-Schwartz on one side and Chris G. Sisolak on the other, it, it's a pretty wide divide. You know, mm -hmm. we've had Brian Sandoval who has... I think, uh, you know, he's he's a conservative guy, but he definitely has some, you know, he's pro-immigration. He's definitely, uh, um, you know, he's taking advantage of expanding Medi Medicaid mm. in Nevada. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think as far as Republicans go, he's, he, uh, you know, ha we could have done a lot worse. Yeah. Laxalt would be a lot worse, yeah. uh, you know. This it, presidency has shown us. Yeah, how yeah exactly, exactly. So, um, 
so yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be interesting how it plays out. Uh, I, I hope, you know, the Women's March shows that people are really motivated to get involved and stay involved. And, and yeah, we'll just see how things pan out. Yeah. Well, and bringing in, I mean, the importance of grassroots organizers, right? We saw right. Uh, the DNC take responsibility for electing Doug Jones in Alabama, and it really wasn't them. I mean, they yeah, arrived exactly. a week before the election. It was really people like us that were out there mobilizing the vote day mm-hmm. in, day out, that really knew what the issues were. It, at the end of the day, it's them. Tom Perez does not know what Nevadans need. <laughs> Very good Has point. he been to Nevada? Nevada. <laughs> is how he would be asked. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I, I he has. I'd say that facetiously. But have, have you seen that but, goddamn turtle that they designed? The <laughs> Mitch McConnell um, turtle? Yes. Because that, oh that resonates with dozens of people outside of D.C. Dozens. Yeah, I, 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 right. I think that, uh, you know, we got to focus on local issues. Local people get the grassroots involved and motivated. And, and that's going to be the key to getting turnout. You mean their constituency isn't all 80-year-old white men? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I uh, uh, I mean, again, you know, like you said, dozens of people. I, I enjoy the, you know, attack of against McConnell. He is very, has a lot of very turtle-like features. Yes, he does. <laughs> so yeah. I think, uh, but yeah, it, it's just not going to be a, it's, that's going to be a hard uh, motivator for local communities. Someone was referencing um, a, a read campaign back in the day, like in the 90s, where they used a cartoon or some kind of uh, animal mascot that worked for him. Do you for guys read? Yes. Oh, Do you I, know what I, I'm talking about? Before my time. But... It really was. And they were referencing that, and it was like, damn, this was in the 90s. Like, I mean, you know, you had the OJ, like, things were different. Like, yeah. turtles are not enough to. to I mean, swing. I think Mojave Max when I think turtle, so. It's, <laughs> Could that be it's really. Who's that guy? Well, he's he's our desert, desert tortoise. tortoise. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our states, you know, our Southern Nevada is like representative True. of the, the endangered desert tortoise. I'll have look, our research assistant look it up and check for you. Look, a, a tortoise is a desert tw- dwelling tre- yeah. creature. Right. A turtle is a water do- dwelling right. creature. So Mitch McConnell is the the turtle, right? And Mojave Max is a tortoise. Right, which Let's is, get it straight, guys. Come on. Later, we'll have to have a, a desert tortoise expert on to, to speak about the, <laughs> the, the finer, the finer differences. Hey, it's, I'm, I'm just being very important. snobby right now. Yeah. And, uh, making but sure all you true. guys know that I know the difference. All right. All right. Thank you, Enrique. <laughs> yes. Well, you are clearly who they're trying to target. <laughs> all right. What else shall we talk about, guys? What's What's been on your minds lately? Let's go with our guests, because I think Allison and I know it's been on our minds. Yeah. You've heard a lot of it. Yeah. So Sarah, Sarah, what what's what's keeping you up at night? Well, I'm still thinking about Steve Wynn and those tight shorts that make his balls look sexy. <laughs> Can balls and shorts be the name of this episode? Balls and shorts. Yeah, balls and yeah. Shorts. yeah what's, right. we'll play on that. Has anybody right. seen Battle of the Sexes? Speaking of tight um, tennis shorts and balls, Steve Carell and Emma Stone. No, it's a really, really good film. It's about um, in the. 80s, 90s, 70s. Is it that old? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We're talking tight shorts. It's really yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, McIntyre. Yeah, who are the? Um, so I don't remember the names of the tennis players to be honest. Who are we Um, talking about? We're talking about the Battle of the Sexes, right? Bobby. I think it's Steve Carell is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm (laughs) Billy Billy Jean King. Right, 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 right. right, The woman, right. And jackass. um, 
you know, I don't know the Steve Carell. The fuck his name guy. is. But that was a really good game. That was a really a really good movie. Sorry. I see our fact checker hard at work to to come up with yeah. with it. You can tell we're all avid tennis fans Bobby, here. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Riggs. Bobby, Bobby Riggs. Riggs. That's right. Yeah. Mr. Riggs. Oh, such a. We're douche. avid avid tennis fans in this room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I just what what uh, you know just yeah this you know cocky oh I could beat all women and then mm-hmm. you know just great comeuppance. You know, just a historical. Oh, he was a, a jackass. Yeah, just a mm-hmm. fucking jackass. And, and that film came out in in a great time where yes. you know, uh, someone like that player is actually running our country. Right. Similar <laughs> personalities. Similar personalities. Yes. So embarrassing. Speaking of that, because I know we all like food here. Mm-hmm. Latest latest word uh, on the the streets was last night. Uh, one of Las Vegas's favorite chefs, Jose Andres, was. Was okay. escorted out of an event last night because Ivanka Trump was uh, uncomfortable with his presence at her, at her at an event that she was also at. So this is uh, Cafe Milano, I believe, is the restaurant in D.C. Very very high highfalutin Italian restaurant where Jose Andres and the chef are close friends. They're not they are they're close friends, and uh, the chef asked Jose Andres to not come back into the event because Ivanka was was uncomfortable with his presence. And the Trumps have been patrons there for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Jose Andreas, he he uh, was contracted to open a restaurant in the Trump International Hotel in D.C. Correct, and he right. pulled out right. because yeah. of the anti-immigrant sentiment that uh, that Trump had been espousing, right? Uh, you know, from the start of the campaign, and uh, then that, the whole Puerto Rico thing. Yeah, and then the whole Puerto Rico yeah. thing, and you know, I'm I'm not sure of Jose Andreas's ethnic background is he's he, Spanish. He's Spanish, but he's Spanish, he, but, he, um, but he has American citizenship okay. as well. All right, but uh, that, I, I haven't heard that. That is really fucked up. That, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you have really different bad. political opinions, you get right. kicked out you of a public You cannot be in the place. same room. Right. That, of a non-political event. A non-political event. That, to me, That's is the, one of the worst things I've heard. I, I, uh, that just shows the state we're in in this country, though. Jesus. Like that is a mirror of of our country because mm. it's it's becoming it's, we're getting to a point where you can't even be friends with someone with a different opinion because right. oh my god you can't talk, families are being you know divided. It's really crazy where we're at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely felt that for a long time, but uh, to kick someone out of a public place for having a different political opinion. That is, uh, that's disturbing. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, talking about food, uh, yeah. locally, uh, have you guys been to any cool new restaurant openings or anything new you want to share Esther's with us? Esther's Kitchen. That was really good, actually. Oh, yeah. Actually. I went to it. What'd you try? Um, I tried a little bit. Oh, I tried the pizza, and then I was with a bunch of girls, so we eat, ordered, like, almost every pasta dish in the menu. Uh-huh. <laughs> why, why is that a woman? Yeah, I, I don't get <laughs> yeah. it. Why I was that? not expecting that. You're yeah. like, <laughs> We I was like, I'm waiting to hear what this is that, that women yeah. order, but the pasta, and it's like, oh, okay. We all went to sharing... the bathroom together. Yeah. <laughs> they were in a sharing mood. We were in a sharing mood. It wasn't necessarily that we were women, but we were right. a lot of people. So yeah. everybody, <laughs> everybody. The arts district really needs it. And the lighting, let me say, is just truly beautiful. <laughs> it comes in. And, yes, the pottery yeah, is very nice. They make arts. it at Clay Arts. arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Made I'm... me want to take a pottery class. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. They're not a sponsor, also though. No, that'd be good though. Some Enrique, free pottery Enrique, class. where are you eating? 
Oh man, I am eating terribly these days. Mm. I uh, every time uh, I talk to you, you say that. I know it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't change. You know, definitely I'm not a foodie of the group, so um, I am making my homemade frappes. There you I, go. I think uh, that's that's okay. that's a step up. For that's me, exciting but, for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a very low bar for me, though. I, I'm a terrible eater, and uh, I definitely rely on my friends to uh, fill me in the, with the. Net, latest hotspot so esther's kitchen is going to be on my list of places to try all right maybe we can go there afterwards just continue this sounds awesome Mm. yes well i'll just let you know that they open at four but they don't start serving food until five Mm. so yes oh yes you will sit there without food for about an hour really Mm. the waiter reiterated that open up and that in fact their happy hour starts at that hour Mm. but they are open for lunch yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for lunch. Well, and yes, I went yeah. last Sunday. Well, I so went the right Sunday after of the, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sunday of the Women's March. Oh right. I yeah. went that day, and um, we waited outside uh-huh. for them to open at four, and then once we were let in, uh, they kept letting us know the kitchen won't be open until five. So you know. Well, they want to get you guys just, drunk. Yeah, they, they really that. want you yeah. to like hit those drinks. Before they have you get a lot of they have a great Amaro collection, so I will give mm. them that. But no, okay, so Esther's Kitchen, get it together. Wow! <laughs> oh, wow! Tell us how you really yeah. feel about Esther. I mean, Esther. I, I'm not trying to, you know, criticize, but you know that was funky, you know, to yeah. sit there for an hour without food, and I was starving. Just socialize, right. girl. That, I think that's what they're trying to force socialization. I need yeah. food in my tummy to be able to function. <laughs> you, you do get, <laughs> you do get hangry. You do get hangry. I cannot yeah. socialize. I am a zombie if I don't have food in my tummy. <laughs> what about you, Allison? Where are you, where are you eating right now? Where am I Other eating? than Esther's Kitchen. Um, you know, um, something delightful that um, I recently enjoyed, um, Vegination breakfast. Mm. I had their stuffed French toast. I don't know, like vegan food right now, um, pastry-wise, is just blowing my mind because I'm very much of the uh, classically trained French idea that, you know, without bread, uh, without uh, eggs and butter... Butter, 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 butter. But um, these vegan places, they do a really good job making pastries. I don't know if yeah. they put in like almond oil and cocaine, but it's like delicious. Definitely cocaine. There's some cocaine yeah, in there. And the stuffed French toast mm-hmm. is delicious at Vegination, guys. You really should check it out. Yeah. Sounds good. So, yeah. yeah they, they use some crazy science or something. It is. I don't yeah. know. Or cocaine. Right. Yeah. One of the you know, two. One of the two. Probably both. I've been, yeah. I, I can't get enough of Flock and Fowl downtown. Now, their, their chicken wings are my favorite in town. One, well, hands down, favorite chicken wings in the city. You should invite me. Okay, yeah. we'll go. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, we both happen to No, them. downtown location, Ogden. The Ogden location. They didn't have the chicken yeah, they have chicken wings. They have, uh, they've got Sorry. two flavors of chicken wings. I think um, they have this butter honey, which are the ones that I can't not get. Those are the ones I get. They have a sriracha one as well, but the, the butter honey is... That's what I've been eating. That's like what I've been what I've been eating is butter honey, and they are the most delectable wings. You that had me on butter, right? Yeah, not vegan at all anywhere. None of that is vegan. <laughs> I mean, because butter, honey, and chicken wings, not none of those things are vegan. So, yeah. uh, but they're delicious and uh, flock and fowl. That's it's where I where I go to get away when I'm at work. Uh, we should take this whole group to Chatta uh, Street. Oh. 
Oh, that's yes. great. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. Great I think I've gone with most of you. Yeah. You I did not been go there, that no. one time mm. that I invited Jones you. Jones Street's great. Not wow, been thank not. you but for calling me out. Yes. Yeah. The one time you invited me, I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Chata Thai. You've not been to Chata Street? No. It's right next to, to Golden Tiki, and rumor has it you're going to be there pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah. So maybe I'll get to try it. Awesome <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Yay. That sounds like a lot of good food. Mm-hmm. Since yeah. since I know this this crowd also is a music listening crowd, um, one of the things we've been discussing on uh, previous podcasts, first CD that you purchase. Right. We're looking specifically for the first CD, not 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 uh, not cassette tape, mm-hmm. not MP3 download. First CD because we will go around. Allison, yours was uh, Big Willie style. Right. By Will Smith, yeah. And I had Ace Base the sign. Uh-huh. Oh wow, because, that's you know, a good one. Amazing. That right? is Swedish music is just fantastic. That just that was the soundtrack of my life in the nineties. Who was Ace? That is, yeah, that yeah. Is. So you, Sarah, what what was your first CD that you remember? It's okay if it wasn't yeah. the actual first one. I don't remember the name of the CD, but it was a Spanish singer, um, mm. Lucero, a Mexican oh singer. Oh, yes. So I was in love. I was definitely a telenovela junkie. <laughs> so um, anything by Lucero, Thalia, those were, and I was, you know, a kid, mm. literally, when I was buying yeah. these CDs. So that was my first one. Uh, my first CD was, um, you know, I was always a classic rock fan, Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Ooh. Band. That, nice. uh, uh, so, you know, I was really into classic rock, but I was also into, and I think maybe like my first, uh, CD that I purchased, which is probably like my fifth CD that I purchased that was contemporaneous was, uh, um, Insane in the Brain. Wow. By uh, Cypress Hill. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I had actually made the mistake of I bought the um, the edited version. Oh, no. And so, yeah, I got home and I listened and I'm like, this, I, I can't this listen to this. Real. Yeah, this is shit. No, I, I, want, I want the profanity. So I, did, right. I had to return it for the explicit. I mean, sure. the 90s were all about the, like, testing the waters with the sweet profanity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Parental advisory. You right. know, explicit lyrics. You had Thanks, to, Tipper Gore. <laughs> oh my lord long time it's been a long time well this is uh, you know the first CD you ever bought but CDs I mean what was the last one I, I mean are you still buying CDs uh, <laughs> I bought one last week so really? yes, yes, I, yes like an actual CD or just the album on iTunes or no, something no 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 the, an actual, actual CD. I went to Zia Records and I bought two vinyls and one CD yeah. wow and it's a new record too the CD that I bought is the band's called Typhoon they're from Portland I think it's I mean, this this is not a music podcast. Their record offerings, which came out this month, the best record of the year. I'm gonna say it now, and it's January. Wow, January, bold, yeah. bold yeah. statement. Bo- very bold. Jacob. Very bold. It has made me laugh. It has made me cry. It is the most emotional record I have ever listened to. I think so. Whoa. Yeah, it's called Offerings from Typhoon. We Hopefully. all better check. That They're out. not coming to Las Vegas. Yeah, so... are they sponsoring? No, <laughs> they only they only sponsor the darkness in my heart. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I'm def- definitely gonna be uh, checking them out. Anybody else bought a CD recently? Maya? I haven't bought a CD. I haven't in ages. Like not even an album on iTunes. You know, it's come to the point where I. Don't even buy music. Just <laughs> yeah, just Apple Music. It. I have a Spotify. subscription. Yeah, yeah, I just get to... Does Amazon have a music yes. streaming? Yeah, they, they do. do. That's part so of Prime. Google. 
Well, I'm paying for Amazon Prime for some stupid ass. Oh, because I needed a uh, sleeping bag from one day to the next, so now I have Prime. <laughs> Let me know what that is. <laughs> Amazon uh, Music. You can, yeah, Amazon. Amazon stream oh. it from your phone too. Damn, I'm paying twelve dollars a month. I yeah. should at least make take advantage of that. Yeah. And you've got movies and TV shows. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on. There. Oh my god, and the Audible, marvelous Audible. Mrs. Maisel. Is anybody watching that? I just saw the first episode. It's so months. cute, and oh my god, Tony Shalhoub is an absolute gem. He's fantastic <laughs> on it. I love him, but it's really good. It's about a comic. This oh, woman okay. that, yeah, a Jewish a girl from New Yorker, divorcee, Upper East Sider, um, suddenly. Um, she realizes she has to go into comedy. It's really funny. Yeah, her life falls apart when her husband uh, decides to leave the relationship. He shacks up with Penny Pang. That's right, Penny Ooh. Pang. And, uh, oh, uh, I like alliteration. I, I do, and uh, um, no, it's a, it's a great show. Uh-huh. You know, she, in this turmoil, she learns to tap into her comedic side. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. The clothes and, are and, fantastic, too. Yeah, you know, you gotta... Oh, the costumes so, yeah. are great, yes. Are, are we talking about, is it late 50s, early 60s? Yes, when it's, yes. Right, And so. since she's a housewife, though, she's she's gonna be very much like uh, Betty Draper, like... Yeah, like a madman. Yes, kind of. she's right. not gonna be like Megan. She's not gonna be a hippie. She's always gonna be wearing her Dior and stuff. But, yeah. you know, bless her heart, she looks beautiful. I love their apartment. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, it is a great show. Yes, yeah. So, listeners, check it out. Yeah, I don't watch enough TV, so... I have to schedule... Because I'm buying CDs. I'm I have to CDs, schedule so. TV and some... I have to schedule... Ty it. Food. Yeah. Heavy music speak to your yeah. dark, dark heart. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not engaging with trolls at 2 o'clock in the morning on Twitter, I'm Stop. watching 20 minutes of an episode. I have to pencil it in. It's so depressing. Wow. All right, well... All right. Well, I, th- I think I think we're gonna we're gonna yeah. at least wrap up this portion of the kitchen table sessions. Yes, yes. So thank you all for listening to uh, Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. And thank you to our guests. It was wonderful to have you on. Mm-hmm. Thank you well, for having us. Great being here. We'll have to have you on again soon. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for more. been uh, Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Allison. And we have assistance today from Ashley Pacheco. She's our fact checker. Jose Sotelo is our producer. Yes. And artistic creation by Berta Gutierrez. And then of course we have our dog in the den of descent, the one and only Raven. Giddy up. <laughs>